0: Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Align Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. And today we have with us Debbie Harris. She is an author and a full spectrum doula and wellness coach. So
1: welcome. Thank you so much, Christy, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm Honored to be sharing this space with you. Thank you for creating this space. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, it's my pleasure, and I'm excited to talk about this. You are a full-spectrum doula and wellness coach supporting women in their entire pregnancy journey, before, yes. during, and after. And you have just written a book on nutrition. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear you talk about that. But before mm-hmm. we get started, let's hear your story. How did you get here to helping women in their journey? Um, I got to this point because I needed help.
1: Um, I was a single parent for about 12 years out of my life. And, um, when I became pregnant, I wasn't married and, um, I was in a very dysfunctional relationship and I didn't know what was going on with my body. (laughs) while I was becoming pregnant and um, because of my socioeconomic status at the time I wasn't I was treated pretty poorly by the medical professionals I must say um and I did not advocate for myself I didn't know my rights and long story short I made some choices that probably weren't the best but it was what I knew at the time um it was a very traumatic experience I'll give you one experience that I encountered um After I had my son, he was a preemie. I was having latching issues, he would not latch. And I was told by a medical professional, a doctor that I should go ahead to WIC, the WIC office and sign up for Similac. I was not advised to go to seek a um, a lactation support (laughs) Um, uh, or uh, they never asked if I should, they never told me that I should probably go and take my son to the doctor to see maybe if he had a latching issue with his tongue, it was go to go to the WIC office and get Simulac. So stuff like that, um, I was pretty much dismissed. Um, and it's because I didn't have a voice. It's because it was my lack of education. And at this time, I was actually going to school to be a nurse, right? i mean, I had to stop for a semester or so. Um, and when I was finished um, my school, and thank God I finished, I decided that I didn't want to stay in the nursing profession because there was a lot of Uh, trauma issues that I experienced being there and seeing that people were not really healed, I should say, um, in the right way, Um, that because of a person's skin or their status, they weren't being treated um, right, as opposed to the person who was right next door to them in in the next room, right? And a lot of that sat with me, and I'm an energy person, and I carried that home Unfortunately, I carried the burdens of those clients or patients that I took care of and it drained me significantly because I said, this is just not right. And so I thank God that I did have the experience as a nurse, um, clinical experience, but I wasn't satisfied. I feel like I really wasn't making a change. And while I was working at the hospital as a nurse I was still going through some issues with my own son, you know, at this time, he was like three or four, his health. And it led me into the holistic um, realm of things because Western pharmacy wasn't doing anything for him. And I was led to a holistic doctor that really opened up my eyes to alternative healing. And I, (laughs) it was just a new world for me. And I began to want to become educated on this world and educated on just motherhood in itself as a journey in helping other women to be better equipped as mothers, right? So I decided to get training as a doula. I went to Dona International and I got training and I went to um, another uh, organization that trained me um, as a bereavement doula. And I started to do some volunteer work at Planned Parenthood. Um, And I volunteered for women who were having abortions, um, and I wanted to create a safe space for them, um, and it just—I just started helping family members, uh, my sisters, people I knew with their birth and process, fertility, whatever. I even had some clients who were um, doing adoption, and I helped them through their adoption um, um, process with just welcoming a newborn. Right, and it—it it was just natural for me. It, it just seemed so organic for me. Um, it didn't seem like I had to go with the books per se, like you would with nursing. It was just, it was just came out of my, out of my heart, honestly. And, um, that's how I ended up becoming a full spectrum doula because I was just able to accept the whole woman, you know, as, as she is. And I didn't wait until she was pregnant. Right. I was really able to meet the woman before she was pregnant during her fertility struggles. Um, uh, (laughs) during her prenatal struggles, during her antipartum during postpartum. Postpartum really hit me because I went through some struggles during most my postpartum period and I found that postpartum is the longest tri- trimester. It's the fourth trimester and it's not talked about a lot and it doesn't have an expiration date. And um, a lot of women that I talk to now and help um they are stuck in the fourth trimester. And they have kids that are five, six, seven years old, and they're still stuck. And it's more of a mental health issue. Um, And it drove me to really write a book, because um, a lot of it was nutrition based, a lot of women were depleted, they were eating, but they're not getting the right amount of minerals and vitamins in their diet. And so that can have an effect on your mental health, they're eating too much processed foods or they're on diets. And, you know, when you're on a diet, you can actually be depleting yourself from minerals. And also because we are so um, different in our body types and structures, some individuals cannot, um, everybody cannot eat the same thing. You know, you can't, some, some, somebody may be a vegetarian and may work for them. Somebody may be uh, a meat eater and that may work for them. Right. And I just try to get people out of the labels. Right. Because they overcomplicate it and they make it so stressful and that impacts their mental health, makes them stressed out. They get depression, anxiety, and they're not showing up as their best self. And eating right is a form of, a form of self-care ah. and it's very important. So that drove me to write my book, which is called Help. What Should I Eat? How to Make Healthier Food Choices Without the Stress. And that's a gist of my um my my calling into the doula spectrum. My mission is to really, um, really dive into the prison community and the halfway homes. Um, I feel like that community of women are, are not, um, are forgotten, I should say. And so I, I really hope that what I'm doing will lead me to that. But for right now, I'm really serving a lot of so- lower socioeconomic status women um, for free but I also um, offer services to any women um, because I believe that all women should have the support of a doula, no matter what their status is.
0: Yes, I have a great love and respect for doulas and I will I will share why um, in just a minute, but uh, so many things that you're saying we could talk about and we could take this so many direct, So in such a huge direction, But the support and the, the type of nurturing and energy you get from a doula is just so, I don't even know, like warm, but safe and supportive and trusting, you know, and I did not have a doula 26 years ago when I had my daughter, but recently my daughter had a baby and I was, it was a very traumatic, right before her birth, the birth of the baby, she had a seizure in the bathtub, fell and had serious burns. We were in the hospital for a good part of two months. And I was able to reach out to the doula community and get the type of support that is just not available (laughs) anywhere really. And so I, I was excited to have you on here just to talk about all of that. And the, you know, we didn't even have her in the hospital room with us, but we were able to have that support over the phone and guiding us and telling us different, um, stress, Um, stress-relieving things, uh, essential oil, things that you can smell and put in your mask. I mean, there was just so much support and love. And then there was a, a, a machine that she had that she would read and send us this reading every day. And it was just so healing and, you know, what we were going through. And I just think of all the things that you're talking about, you know, miscarriages and abortions and trauma birth can be traumatic and the type of support that a doula can offer is is unbelievable so I'm excited to have you share more of it with us but I'm going to pull a card and your card is what do you think women should let go of and why
1: wow you're speaking to me right now that question is for me Man, women, we really need to let go of that little girl. That little girl that was hurt. Um, That little girl that experienced trauma. That little girl that um, wasn't loved. Um, That little girl, whatever that little girl is. I feel like a lot of us bring it into our adulthood and sometimes it's very oblivious (laughs) and it shows up when we have like triggers and we're like, why is this happening? And it's because we um, have some unhealing, some unraveling of layers, right? So um, the mask, I would say let go of that mask because once you start Removing those masks and those layers, you can literally breathe. Like it's like resuscitation. Like you really, like literally, feel like you're not choked. Um, we hold on to so much, and we're not even. We don't. We're not even aware of it because we're we're always going, right? We're thinking of what to do in our sleep, right? Or how we're going to survive. Or we're always thinking of someone else because we're nurturers but we're never able to really take care of ourselves and heal from things that we experienced in life. And a lot of times that causes us to keep going on in life and wear masks, right? We show up and we look like we're getting our stuff done, but we have some, some masks that are on and it's hard, it's hard to come off. It's hard to peel off. It, It hurts, but Once we pull off those masks and let go of that mask, we can really show up into our true authentic self. And I had to do that with writing my book. It was really hard because I had to um, reveal a part of me that I didn't want to reveal, (laughs) you know, Um, and but it was removing a mask for me. It removed a layer that I needed to remove in order to really fully walk into my purpose and help someone else and showing up as a doula or even as a woman who's trying to be influential and empowering and liberating you have to remove those masks those layers and it's okay because it's it's your past it serves my purpose right now it definitely got you to where you are right it yeah. made um, you who you are, but it doesn't serve anything right now. So what you, you got to take it away and stop, stop carrying it. It's too much of a heavy burden. So that's what I, that's my advice that I would give. And that's the advice
0: that I've been given to myself. <laughs> that's such a good, such good advice, such good advice. And I, as you were talking and I was processing all of that, like where the masks, who's wearing the masks, where do I wear my mask? And I thought about this doing this podcast and how I had to go from a place, you know, years ago I did work on myself about showing up in perfectionism or not, but there's always different levels and doing this podcast. I have a lot of calls during the day and there's been times when i have my granddaughter and my hair is sticking up and I'm wearing my pajamas and I still get on the calls and I still get everything done in the day. I just may not have time to do that. And I think I was thinking about all the women who get on here with me to do these interviews or these podcasts and how some of them show up perfect. Everything's perfect, but I can't get through. I can't feel them. And I will tell them, I just want you. I just want the juicy and I can't break through that exterior. And then there's women who get on and they're just like disheveled, but they apologize. They apologize or their kid gets on the camera and they apologize. And I, my theory is every single one of us, not, I can't say every one of us, but we're women. Most of us have had babies and, or grandbabies, or we're trying to, and if we can't just be real and authentic and raw and see each other's geniuses and energy and all of that, then what are we doing? So I love your answer. Love it. We should all take a look at where are we wearing masks and where are we apologize. And stop apologizing. If your baby cries on the podcast, I do not care. And if somebody's listening to it that hears the baby and they're triggered, they get to deal with their own trigger. It's not our responsibility.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Stop apologizing, ladies. Give yourself grace. Yep. This is yeah. life.
0: This is how it is. Men don't have to put makeup on so they don't have to apologize when <laughs> I wear it because they wouldn't ever wear it. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> So tell us about your book. You were telling me about your book a little bit before we started this, and I got really excited to talk about it. Yes, my book.
1: Um, Wow, I've been writing since I was about 14 years old, like in journals. Um, Actually, it's kind of funny. One of my journals that I I wrote when I was about 15 talked about my husband, who I'm with now, right? We met when I was like a preteen. And I said, I wrote in my book that I'm going to marry him. We got married six years ago, but um, obviously we had to reconnect, but writing is very powerful. I wrote that when I was 15 and I, you know, even though I detoured and he detoured, we ended up together eventually. So write the vision and make it plain. But um, I've been writing for a long time. So I always knew that I wanted to be an author, be an author. um, And I, and I write music as well. I sing, but it just wasn't time. Like I, I have to be led to do something. Like I can do a lot, trust me, but if I'm not led to do it and it was the right season, I'm not, it, it won't come out. It, it just, it won't. And it, it just, it just came out of me a couple months ago out of nowhere with like, this is what you need to write. And I always have these moments around between three and five in the morning where I get up and like, the thoughts what I need is just coming to me and I have to write things down my husband thinks I'm crazy because I love to write things down all over like I'll put on sticky pads so I won't forget and you know God told me what I need to write about because I can write about so many things and I was like well what he said you need to write about what you're going through and I said oh that's kind of touchy <laughs> so you need to write what you're going through right now you know your journey of um finding nutritious foods right because I was that person where I was pointing a finger like, you should be a vegan or you should be plant-based. I was that person. I'm not ashamed to say it because I thought that was the right way. And lo and behold, I was doing those things and it wasn't doing me any good. Like I was literally malnourished. I was depressed all the time. I was having anxiety. I was a lot of deficiencies because the way I was eating was not right for my body. And I'm not gonna say it wasn't healthy, but it wasn't right for me, right? And that's what my book talks about. It talks about enjoying food. Just get back to enjoying food and doing it your way without any rules. And it was hard for me because it was a mental shift. Like all these years I'm trying to eat this way and that way. And you're telling me I can't eat like this. And this is by, you know, I had to go to a nutritionist. I had to go to a GI doctor to figure out what was wrong with me. And they said, Yeah, you're eating plant-based, you're eating, but your body is not absorbing the nuts. Your body is not absorbing the seeds. You don't have the enzymes, you know? And that really messed with me mentally. Messed with me a lot. And I had to really just look at myself and say, Debbie, it's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) It's just that your body doesn't want it. You know, it's not right. So um, I started to kind of eat based off what my body needed and not what I wanted it to have. I listened to my body. And my when I started eating fish again, and when I started eating chicken, it was a game changer. Like I could feel, I felt it. I felt, I felt rejuvenated again. Like I can't eat a bunch of raw salads. Uh, you know, I like, I love smoothies, but I can't do a lot of raw um, juices, and, and my body just does not absorb it that well. And that's okay. I had to really just say it's okay, Debbie you're still feeding your body nutritious foods and that's, that's what it is. And I'm still indulging. Like I can have my sweet potato pie, you know, I can have my Mac and cheese. Maybe I won't do regular cheese. Maybe I'll do vegan cheese. Cause I still can't really do, um, regular cheese. I get gassy for that. Right. So I had to listen to my body so I can, I'm not apologizing.
0: <laughs> no, You don't need to,
1: um, I had to learn to indulge and enjoy food again. I was making it so stressful while I was actually suppressing my appetite and I didn't want to eat anything and I love food I come from a Caribbean background my mother and father from Jamaica and I had to get back to my Caribbean roots I had to go back to eating oxtail to to curry chicken that's that was in my blood yeah. um, so the shift came with a mindset I had to tell myself it's okay you know, it's okay, and this this does not work for me. And once I started to do that, I started to enjoy food again, and I still indulge, but still eat nutritiously. And it's it's a game changer. A lot of people don't aren't help have unhealthy relationships with food it's because they're trying to stay in a, in a box and a label, or they're trying to do diets and they're miserable. They're miserable. <laughs> so and it just doesn't work. So they're making it they're making it stressful. They're making it complicated when they have. Like the powers in all in their hand. Like they are the ones, like we are the ones who give food um permission and access, right? To come into our body. Food doesn't have control over us. Food is not the enemy. We are the we are making it complicated. Food is here to serve us, right? We just have to eat what is nutritious and what our body needs. And that's kind of what my book is about. And um, I, I you know, I give Just I give everyday everyday um, tactics. Like if you want to go to Chick Fil A, go to Chick Fil A, but make sure you you know you have some vegetables or some fruits later on during the day. If you want a soda today, fine. Make sure you have a cup of water, a couple cups, glasses of water. You know it's about balance. You know, and 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 that's what it's about. I'm not a food police, and you should enjoy your food and be able to. Drink and be merry, I say. Or eat and be merry, and not make it stressful. But once you make it complicated and stressful, that's when it affects your mental health, and that's when you don't see results. And that's where it was birthed from. It was birthed from my own my own trials of, of, of food, um, and I noticed my body was shipped after my pregnancies, like my last two pregnancies. What I could eat and what I what I used to eat, it just wasn't working, and it it, it was it was really hard for me to accept it. Um, and a lot of women go through that, you know, pregnancy, postpartum changes with their body, what their, what their body can take or whatever. And, um, I just had to go with the punches, you know, it's like, this is what it is. I have to accept it and don't complicate it. So that's, that's what my book is, is about.
0: So tell us a little bit about what you found in supporting women in their pregnancy journey before, during and after with nutrition. Because I heard you say that you saw the changes in your body, felt the changes in your body after you had your baby. But how is it, how is this nutrition related to say getting pregnant or, or overcome, you know, the post, the, the postpartum stuff. I, I, this was 26 years ago, but I swore that I had postpartum depression until my daughter was probably six and I would go to a doctor and they wouldn't believe me.
1: And Mm. it wasn't
0: until I found a healer who took me off of a whole bunch of crap, you know, gluten and things and put me on this entire supplement, all these supplements, like adrenal supplements. And I felt like a new person within three days, like my whole darkness lifted off of my life. (laughs) Yeah. So it's important
1: to listen to your body, right? because you probably felt tired and weird sometimes when you were eating bloated or whatever. And sometimes we ignore that, right? Um, and I had those same symptoms. I would get bloated a lot. Some people thought I was still pregnant when I wasn't, it's because of what I was eating. And beans, you know, makes me bloated, but you know, I'm thinking it's healthy, but not for me. So, you know, when I when I help women, especially trying to prepare to have a child, like women would come to me and, and I have friends that I actually helped with this too you know, had some miscarriages and they just want to change their diet. And the number one thing I say first is like, what are you eating? Like, what are you consuming? And I have to really look at, and I'm not a nutritionist, right? I'm not a doctor, but I kind of look at what they're eating. And I can tell from that, if they're eating too many things that's causing inflammation, gluten is one, um, a lot of dairy, a lot of processed foods, a lot of sugar. So I try to have them cut back on those things and increase their supplements. Cause a lot of women, they're not taking their supplements and you need supplements in this day and age, because you're not getting enough minerals and vitamins from our food. Our food is very, um, <laughs> for lack of, I'm just saying word. Our, our food is just not the best anymore because of the soil that it, that is being grown in. Okay. Um, so you have to take supplements and, you know, if I feel like they really have some issues, I would tell them, you know, you need to go and see a nutritionist, right. You need to go see your doctor and get some lab. Get some lab tests done. See if you're allergic or you have sensitivities to certain things, and you need to start cutting them out. And also, a game changer for me with a lot of my clients is sea moss. I don't know if you ever heard of sea moss, but I have them take sea moss because it provides like 92 of the minerals your body needs. Like 102, I think it has like 92 minerals in there that your body needs. Um, Most, most individuals do very well with it if you don't have like an iodine sensitivity because it does have a lot of iodine in it. But a lot of women who have taken take they became pregnant within like a year or so. And, and, and obviously taking some other changes into their diet. Um, now when they are pregnant now, they say when you're pregnant, just eat cause you're eating for two. Right. But you still have to be careful what you're eating because now you're, whatever you're eating, the baby is getting it too. Right. So you don't want to drink a bunch of sodas and a lot of cakes and stuff. If you're going to, um, eat cakes, get it more healthier version, like, you know, carrot cake or maybe you no know, sugar. I mean, there's so many different substitutions you can get out there, but um, nutrition is so important and you have to increase your fruits and vegetable intake. And a lot of us aren't doing that because it's just, we just don't find the time. And I say one way of doing that is to um, have a smoothie. Like you can load up your smoothies with all your fruits and you can get your daily requirement by putting those fruits in your smoothie every day and you're good to go. Get a salad, you know, make sure you're cooking some vegetables for dinner. Um, So fruits and vegetables are very, very important. Drinking a lot of water. Um, Also your supplements, like I said before, and your teas. There's some really good teas that are really good for um, pregnancy and postpartum, raspberry leaf, dandelion. Um, peppermint tea, well, some, well, I'm not going to say peppermint because some women have um, a sensitivity to peppermint. And I know for me, if I drink peppermint tea, my milk supply will go down (laughs) for some women it's not that. So you just have to be very mindful, but nutrition plays a key postpartum as well. You know, everybody talks about the baby for the fourth trimester, but what about the mom? Like the mom needs to be like nourished. And sometimes we're doing it all. You know, we got the baby, we got to clean the house, we got to cook and we're not, we're missing out on eating enough. <laughs> we really are. Um, and we're depriving ourselves. So the smoothies are another thing you can do. Get a big smoothie. You could load it up with bananas, dates, mangoes, um, your oat milk. You can load it up with so much stuff and get a good amount of calories in it by drinking a smoothie, but you have to, your nutrition is top tier because it affects your mental health your physical health and your spiritual health, honestly. Like if, you, if you're if you not feeding your body, your body has no energy to process what's going on. Um, food and water is the fuel for your body, the right food and water. Like you make sure you're eating really good carbs, not a lot of like processed, um, like the white breads, but you know, potatoes, the yams, um, whole grains. So, um, nutrition is important across the board, and especially if you're trying to become a mother, it's important to start now looking at your nutrition panel, looking at what you're sensitive to, um, cutting things out that you know and you can feel that you know you should not be eating. <laughs> um, so yes, nutrition is very
0: important. Yeah. So tell us what it looks like to work with you. This is obviously going to resonate with people because talking about some great stuff here. Yeah.
1: Um. So. In the past, <laughs> before I had my last two sons, I was, and before COVID, honestly, I was doing a lot of in-person, but because of the temperature, the climate, the climate has changed, right? With COVID and a lot of things, I do a lot, I do virtual or telephone. So working with me is you have that support. I was like, I'm like your, your sister or your friend, like literally, um,
0: you have that access. is the best, the best support, having somebody there to text or call. Or- <laughs> yes.
1: And I think that like, I just actually had someone call me, actually text me on WhatsApp, um, who was a, a previous client of mine's, but they still have access to me. Like, I don't cut people off and she's going through a hard time. And I believe it's because of SAD, seasonal affective disorder, right? Which is prevalent right now. And she's going through it. And I was just able to give her some resources and some things. So that's what I like. I like about me, I'm going to say me personally, like, when you, when you are working with me, you're working with me for a lifetime (laughs) until I transition, you know, because literally women need that sisterhood. We need that support across the board when it comes to motherhood, because there's so many different seasons and shifts in our life that one day we're up here, one day we're down, and we need someone to just text or just talk to. Um, so working with me, you'll get that support. And I do, a uh, uh, right now I'm doing free um, virtual consultations just to talk about what your need is. And based on your need, um, I would create a, a plan that suits you. Like, we'll talk about it together. Like, because, you know, my thing is I'm listening. I'm listening to you. And I'm not looking at the subject matter per se. I'm listening to the more the cognitive approach of it, the psychological approach of it. Um, so I can get you to a space of where you're feeling so good about yourself in the journey, wherever you are in the journey. Um, and, and that's that's the support you get to me. So you'll get a lot of spiritual support from me. Um, you'll get a lot of um, um, nutritional support from me. You'll get a lot of um, resourceful, like resources and, and advocacy and education, because knowledge is so important. Um, You get a lot of techniques for me, alternative and and Western, you know, I do both spectrums, Um, but you will get it no matter what your decision is, no matter where you are in your journey, like there's no judgment at all for what you choose or what your birth plan looks like. And I always tell people, there should be a birth plan before the birth plan. Like, you know, people talk about having a birth plan when you're pregnant, right? Like what's the plan for the baby when a baby comes out? How are we gonna do this? But what is the plan before the birth plan? Meaning how are you showing up for yourself and getting ready to become a mother? And that means that's all mental. Like, where are you mentally? Where are you financially? Where are you spiritually? Where are you socially? Everything, because that is going to impact your journey into motherhood. Mm -hmm. It really is. So I really help a lot of women who are not mothers yet who are trying, I try to really get all of that you know, down with them, like, let's look at your mental space, your environment, you know, is it healthy? Like, what are you doing preparing? Because sometimes, and it does happen a lot, we have, you know, we become pregnant and we're passing on a lot of that energy that doesn't serve us onto our child. Mm -hmm. And our child comes out, out, you know, and they're, you know, maybe really hype or whatever it may be. And it's because of the energy that we passed on, right? Because we're dealing with a lot. And those babies feel that energy. <laughs> they feel it before they come out the womb. So we have to be very intentional about where we are before we become mothers. That is so important. And I'm listen, I'm not a God, I'm not perfect, but I'm speaking from experience. Like I know when I became a first time mother, I wasn't in a great space. I know. And I think I, I shifted a lot of that energy onto my son and he had to get some therapy, right? Depression and stuff because of where I was at. And I wasn't just sure of my mother, I wasn't sure of myself. I didn't have a lot of self-love because I was going through a lot. Um, but I decided to take accountability for that and to get some help. Um, and so that's really important for me to meet the mothers before their mothers, to see where they are, where they are mentally, um, to see if there's some things that we can really fix before they become mothers so they're not subjecting their child to unnecessary trauma.
0: Yeah, that's really powerful. And what you said about lifetime, they get you for a lifetime. We don't ever stop being a mom. And the gal that helped me through the hospital, I messaged her this morning and I was, yeah, she's like complete support. And um, I told her, yeah, I just, I slept all weekend and I woke up tired and I'm like, what in the hell? And she did that, that Healy scan on me again and sent me a thing and said, it's not a big deal. Just do this. And just to have that person. So I, I think everybody needs to reach out to you. <laughs> Every woman needs to reach out to you, even if your children are 26 years old. Yeah, having that support and that understanding <laughs> of our of our body, our nutrition, our well being, having a support system helps us be a better mother. And so many women, I've I've had a lot of people asking me, "Do you have anybody that can help my you know sister or my friend get pregnant? They're struggling, and it's I mean I believe a lot of it is mindset, but I'm, like you were saying, so much with nutrition and vitamins and all of those things. So. Yeah, you have some great solutions for women. So I will put your, your information in the description of this episode so they can reach out to you. Thank Thank you. you. Do you want me to put it in the chat or? Yeah, you can send it to me and I'll I'll post it. So thank thank you for sharing your wisdom and your story with us and all the ways that you can help women.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I I'm very, um, like I said, honored, and I just really want, I just really want us mothers to know that we're not alone. We're all struggling with something, like literally, and we need to create more safe spaces for each other. Um, and also, women, just know that it's okay if you can't do something to get it done. If it's not life and death, just leave it alone. <laughs> I tell myself that too every day yep. Like literally we stress ourselves out so much because you know we want to. we're like you said we're super moms we want to get things done we want to but sometimes you know we have to rest and I understand now that when you rest it doesn't mean that you're not going to get anything done and you're not going to be successful rest is important get well that if you just rest. take
0: the rest you probably get 10 times more done yeah
1: <laughs> there you go thank you so much for having me on your podcast.
0: Thank you. And we will see you on the
1: next one. All right. Take care.